Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in uh, to this uh, next episode, episode 15 of A Voice from the Ever Change. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. So this is a meditation program, if you're new here. Uh, and in this program, uh, I uh, offer a guided meditation. Now I'll ring the meditation bell, which you've just heard in a few moments. I'll offer a guided meditation into silence. Then in that silent space, I offer, I offer a poem, uh, which I composed. Uh, this is out of my latest book, A Voice from the Ever Change. And then I offer a commentary on that poem, which is also out of the book, that's also composed. And then after the commentary, I will probably uh, just start riffing and talking, uh, most often talking about uh, the world uh, situation that we find ourselves in currently. But uh, the topic could be anything, really, if that aspect or that part of the episode is completely improvised. So I just uh, go off the rails, so to speak, uh, which is a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. And many people in the comments, uh, they've been telling me how much they appreciate uh, that. So I think it's uh, been beneficial for both myself and for those listening. Now, the reason why I'm doing this, it's my humble offering uh, to the world climate to try to raise uh, the energy, if you will, to bring a little bit of happiness, a little bit of loving kindness, a little bit of equanimity and compassion uh, to anyone who's listening and really to the world uh, at large. Now, if there are any questions or comments that come up in regards to uh, the meditation practice or any meditation practice, or in regards to the poem or the commentary, please do send those questions over via messenger, or you can write them in as we're going, that's fine as well. Uh, I'll offer a Q&A session on Sunday at the same time, uh, addressing any questions or concerns that might appear. And if anyone would like a free PDF copy of the new book so you can read along and follow along, uh, many people have found that beneficial, uh, do message me your email address and I'm happy to send out uh, PDF copies so that uh, if anybody wishes to read along, uh, that's fine. And I'm happy to have you do that. Now, the real intention is that the poem uh, and the commentary serve as a part of the guided meditation. So allowing the words to the poem, allowing the words to the commentary uh, to guide your awareness wherever it may want to go. There's no wrong or right about that. Just allow your mind, your heart, and your body to rest. Listen to the words of the poem. Allow them to fall on your ears, on your heart, on your mind and just continue meditating through that experience. Okay, I think that's all I wanted to say. So I'll ring the bell, I'll guide us into silence, and again offering the poem in that silent space and the commentary. Enjoy.
So allowing the body, mind, and heart to rest. Just coming into this present moment experience right here and right now. Noticing the sensations of the breath, entering and leaving the nose. The sensations of the breath are always present moment experiences. You might notice a cool or a dry sensation around the nostrils or in the nostrils. Perhaps breathing in more air through one nostril over the other or the temperature might be slightly different in one nostril over the other. Allowing awareness to expand to include the back of the throat, noticing the breath, touching the back of the throat. Perhaps simply noticing the temperature changing from cooler to warmer as you inhale and exhale. You might also notice the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. There might be sensations of clothing moving to adjust with the rising and falling of the body across the shoulders and the abdomen, perhaps. You might also notice the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. You might notice the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. And as you breathe in and breathe out, also noticing the body straightening up slightly on the in-breath and leaning forward slightly on the out-breath. So we'll rest right there just for a few moments, maintaining awareness on the sensations of the breath. From the nose, the back of the throat, the chest and shoulders and back and abdomen. And any other sensations that you might notice arising as a result of the breathing process. And if at any time during the meditation you become distracted by your thoughts, you can simply label those thoughts with the word thinking, which will allow the thoughts to go and gently return back to the present moment experience. while maintaining awareness on the sensations of the breath from the nose to the abdomen, the abdomen to the nose, allow awareness to expand again to include sensations of clothing resting against the shoulders, noticing the arms resting against the body, the hands 
resting against the body or touching each other. There might be sensations of clothing against the back. You might notice sensations of the body resting against the chair, the cushion, the mat, or the floor. Perhaps noticing sensations of clothing against the legs, the feet against the mat or the floor. And while resting with the breath and the body, you might also notice sensations arising from the face, perhaps noticing sensations arising in the ears, the back of the neck, the back of the head, and resting attention at the top of the head, noticing any sensation arising from the crown of the head. Now there might be an area of the body that has very little or no feeling, that's fine. Those areas of the body with little or no feeling will eventually wake up with continued practice and time. But for now, just resting in whatever present moment experience is there. Sensations of the breath and body and just rest. Breathing in and breathing out. And while resting in this present moment experience, sensations of the breath, sensations of the body, you might also notice any sounds which might be available during this present moment experience. Perhaps there's music coming from a neighbor's next door radio or perhaps a television. There might be a conversation in the distance or perhaps a bird song. Maybe you're lucky enough to live near the water and you can hear the ocean or river. Perhaps the sound of traffic. Not focusing on any one particular sound but noticing the entire field of sounds, hearing all of the sounds all at the same time. Now you might notice awareness focusing on a particular sound or sensation, that's quite normal. If that happens, allowing awareness to then expand back out from what you're focused on. Resting with the sounds, the sensations of body and breath, and just rest. Breathing in and breathing out.
while resting with the breath, the body, and the sounds, you might also notice a backdrop of silent space. There's always a backdrop of silence within the present moment. Some people feel it as a stillness or just a sense of quiet. And so we'll rest right there, resting with the silence and sound, body and breath, and just rest, breathing in and breathing out. The poem. Each bird song effortlessly reveals a hidden silence. With each sunrise, night effortlessly turns into day. Each inhalation allows for the exhalation. Each ray of sunshine gives way to the rain. Within each meeting, there is parting. Within each sorrow, laughter awaits. Within each ruin, there is reconstruction. The gold lie await in the ever change. Just rest now. Allow the phoenix to arise from the ashes again, 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 and again. Beautiful transition. The commentary. Can we rest in this very present moment? Let go. There is no need to cling to anything at all and no need to push anything away. There is no need to resist the present moment and in most situations, any resistance exerted by you makes no difference to the outcome. Thousands of causes and conditions led us right here to this experience right now. When we judge the unfolding situation which is occurring as either good or bad, light or dark, up or down, high or low, or with any one particular label, we freeze it into a solid, fixed entity. We name it, we give it a title, and we then turn that passing, transient situation into an experience of being something. 
that something then takes on the feel of being permanent and fixed, which is a misperception, an illusion, and false. Nothing is ever just one something. Everything we have ever experienced, can ever experience, or will ever experience is a sum total of millions of causes and conditions leading into this present moment. In addition to that, the present moment in itself has millions of facets within it. Each color, each shade, each shadow, each object, each bodily sensation and each cause of each bodily sensation, each feeling and each cause of each feeling, each emotion and each cause of each emotion, each smell and each cause of each smell, each sound and each cause of each sound, each thought and each cause of each thought, each silent space and each cause of each silent space was brought into being through literally millions upon millions of causes and conditions which, like rushing whitewater rapids, come crashing into this very present moment. Then, as swiftly as our human nervous system will allow, we freeze all of those billions of causes and conditions into a space-time event. Like magicians, we listen to our world and out of those countless causes and conditions we manifest and recognize the birdsong. We then grasp at it, noting to ourselves, what a beautiful robin song, or I don't know what that bird is. We take it out of the stream of passing events and we look at it. We examine it, we classify it, we codify it. This gives our human nervous system the experience of time. Time is nothing other than the flow of events put in linear format through human thought. When we let go of the labeling, when we drop the relentless need to map out our territory, indeed, the night effortlessly turns into day. In fact, there is no night or day. There is only this shifting experience of light and darkness, which effortlessly passes over the surface of the earth. It is our labeling the experience night and day and then inhabiting those labels as if they were reality itself, which gives us our experience of time. And each experience the human nervous system can encounter is exactly like that. Why? Because every experience has an opposite. All human experience arises in terms of opposites. That is the nature of human experience. There's nothing wrong with that. What limits us is when we believe the opposite labels to be the only choice we have given by reality. Anytime we find ourselves caught in a choice of two opposites, we can ask, wait, what am I overlooking here? 
it is most likely that we have excluded the unspoken middle ground. The gray area which lie between all opposites, which cannot be spoken about or labeled, because the very label, the very words put on that gray area forces it into another concept, which will inevitably give rise to an equal opposite. Is this clear? Is this not clear? Just let go of clear and not clear. Just that is it. Just that is not it. Yes, just so. In the meeting, there is parting. And in between the meeting and the parting, what is there? In between the sorrow and the laughter, can you see it? In between the ruin and the reconstruction, look. Rest and look. Look and rest. Rest in the looking and look in the resting. If you think you have found it, you have, you have lost. <laughs> if you think you are lost, there is no hope. And if you think you are hopeless, start again. Rest. Rest and look. Look and rest. Rest in the looking. Don't make no answer the answer either. Nope, that isn't it. Just like the Zen master once said, if you say something, I will hit you 30 times. And if you say nothing, I will hit you 30 times. It isn't something, it isn't nothing. There, look. Rest now. Notice how the feelings wash over you. Confusion, irritation, joy, laughter, anger, bliss, all cascade off your awareness like rushing water over a limestone cliff. If you apply thought to any one emotion, if your mind thinks, for example, wow, this is really confusing, then you have done it. Like Merlin the Great, you have magically picked up an emotion from out of the rushing river of ever change, and then you freeze it into a thing. You take the feeling of confusion, which when free from thought, is a fleeting, passing, and transient experience, and you freeze it into something called confusion. You take the passing experience of confusion and give it a solid, fixed state which inhabits a time and a place. As a result of this word magic, you now have something solid to struggle with and or against. The ego will love this, of course, because this is how the ego survives. Out of millions and millions of passing sensations, feelings, 
thoughts, emotions, and all of sensory experience, we grab at something. We then look at it, we analyze it, we freeze it and examine it. We struggle against it or cling to it, we desire it, we love it, we hate it, we categorize it or we despise it. This gives us the experience of little me in this skin capsule, looking out and experiencing an opposite and objectified world. Suffering is born. Rest again. Let go. Rest in the ever change before the labeling, prior to the map making, just rest. Just rest now, just rest. So I hope you all found that helpful, entertaining, insightful perhaps. Now the resting meditation practice that I'm referring to here in this commentary and poem uh, can be found on my website and that's all for free. I'm not here trying to sell anything. Uh, the website is www.suchsweetthunder.org Now I'll, I'll put it on the uh, posting when I post this video later this evening. Also, I, I uh, guided a resting practice on April 4th in this series last Saturday. Uh, so if you wish, you can just scroll through uh, my Facebook page and find April 4th episode. It's also on my YouTube channel and blah, 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 blah. It's everywhere that I am. <laughs> So the resting meditation practice comes from uh, the Dzogchen tradition of Tibetan Buddhism, uh, but I don't teach from any particular religion. All of my teaching is secular, uh, and I just hope to reach as many people uh, cross faith, uh, cross denomination, uh, cross culture, as many people that I can help as possible. And so, what this poem, what this commentary is really pointing to uh, pertains greatly to the situation in the world today. Because we take this situation that we're in and we freeze it 
like Merlin the Great, the magician. We see something on the news and we, we respond, our body responds to that news. Tension, clenching, pushing away, sadness comes. Then through that physical experience, emotions are born, unpleasant feelings come out perhaps. Maybe we start crying and then the mind starts, oh, this is terrible, how can this be happening? This is so sad, whatever it is. Now we've taken that experience out of the river of ever change. We've taken that news, that news broadcast out of the flow of the ever-changing life and we've now frozen it into this experience that we can now push against, struggle against. And you notice that when we do that we feel very closed and collapsed. If your mind is saying it has to be this way, it can't be that way, then you know you're caught in that trap. You've now taken something out of that river and you've frozen it into an emotion, a solid fixed label, sadness, anger, hatred. It works the other way too, joy, uh, uh, happiness, any kind of emotion uh, we pull out of the river of ever change and we freeze it, we hold it. And if it's something pleasant, we cling to it. We want it to last forever, right? We feel this happiness because we're at this great party, perhaps, and then uh, we feel this joy and this laughter, and then the mind thinks, oh, I wish this could last forever. We've taken that laughter, we've taken that joy out of the river of ever change, and we, we're clinging to it. That clinging causes suffering, because now, eventually, like everything else, it passes. It's part of the ever change. We can't hold on to it forever. So it passes, that brings us suffering. Now if we uh, take something that we find distasteful, fear, anger, sadness, we take that and we freeze it into a space-time event, we look at it, we analyze it, say, oh, this shouldn't be happening. This is stressful, this is causing me pain. Now we've frozen it. And the ironic thing is, is that we, when we do that, we don't want it to last unless we're caught in some kind of uh, masochistic habit pattern. But generally, when we take something dis distasteful out of that river of life, that ever-changing flow of life, uh, the irony is that we're doing that to, to protect ourselves. But it, it actually keeps it there. It keeps it in place. And so we take that, let's use the example of anger. We take that anger out of that river of ever change. It, before that, it's not even anger. It's just a sensation in the body. It's just a feeling. And if we can just let it be a feeling without labeling it anger, without labeling it hatred, without labeling it any one word, it arises and it passes. But it's that labeling experience. We label that feeling in the body, that feeling in the mind, that feeling in the heart as anger. And we've then frozen it. We take it out of that river of ever change and when we cling to it. This shouldn't be happening. I'm going to punch that guy in the jaw. 
that guy shouldn't be president, whatever it is that's causing our anger. And that gives, us, uh, that gives our ego something to live on, something to thrive with. Now we feel alive, we feel like our ego. We feel like that's who I am, the guy who struggles against this particular thing because that gives me a cause, that gives me something to live for. The truth is we're much greater than all of that. We're much more than any one belief system. We're much more than any thing that we could struggle against. We're much more than anything worth fighting for. And so the idea then is when emotions come up, fear, anxiety, anger, lust, desire, to feel the emotion in the body, in the mind, in the heart, rest in that feeling. If labeling starts to happen, it probably will. That's the habit of the human mind. We can just say thinking, that's just thinking. We don't need those labels. Let that go, come back to the actual physical, visceral experience of the emotion. Feel the emotion in the body, in the mind, in the heart, and rest. Remember, the resting mind isn't the thinking mind. If you're in thought about the feeling, you're labeling it anger, fear, anxiety, dread, lust, passion, desire, all of those are thoughts. If you're caught in that, you're not resting. Let those thoughts go, come back to the resting. When you do that, you're putting those feelings back into the river of ever change. That flowing river of life that's constantly streaming by like whitewater rapids flowing over a limestone cliff. All of our feelings, all of our thoughts, all of our emotions, all of our physical body, all of our breath, everything we see, everything we touch, everything we can experience, it's all a part of that river of ever change. So we don't need to do that. We don't need to struggle in that way. So I think that's all I wanted to say this evening, my time, or this morning or this afternoon, wherever you are. Thanks again for tuning in to A Voice from the Ever Change. This has been episode 15. Uh, I hope all who find their way to this program uh, find it of benefit. Uh, and thank you for, for, for being here, for being an audience. I. Uh, find it so beneficial uh, for my own well-being uh, to to put these uh, to put this energy to put this light uh, to make this offering uh, to the world. So thanks, thank you, thank you. I'll be back again tomorrow with more of the same. Please, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, keep washing your hands. Keep sanitizing. Keep. Keep up the social distancing, it's working, it's working. 
anywhere, if you turn on the news or you, you tune in, anywhere that's practicing social distancing uh, for a consistent period of time, the coronavirus is dropping. The cases are dropping. The death count is shrinking. So I think we can all agree that it's working. So if you can, stay home. If you can't, I, I, I usually say three meters apart. The doctors say two meters apart, but hey, an extra meter <laughs> couldn't hurt, right? I'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you.